1: reliable.
0: Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to Casual Friday Chatter Chatter with Holly and Tracy. I'm Holly Fry. I'm Tracy B. Wilson. Our first episode
1: this week was kind of all casual chatter. That's exactly what I was thinking. It was like we had Casual Friday on Monday.
0: Yes. Uh, in talking about this this wild time that we are living through. But then we got to talk about someone that you picked out and who is one of the more charming figures we have talked about in recent history, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, lighthouse keeper uh, Ida Lewis. So I had a circuitous path of getting to this topic that I alluded to at the beginning of the episode. This sort of illustrates how uh, my working life has changed. Um, The first thing was I had thought about doing... um, uh, an episode on the Athenian plague and I- i'm 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 not saying I'll never do that but so many uh so many of our listeners have talked about how stressed out they have been and we're so appreciative when we dropped a playlist of just goofy offbeat stuff that I was like, you know maybe a really stressful uh, episode about a plague is not where I want to go right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I know there's value in talking about the historical context for things, but there are so many places to get pandemic news right now. And so many people have told us about just how phenomenally stressed out they were. I was like, let's, let's do something. Let's find something that feels positive and uplifting, but also seems thematically appropriate to what we're living through. And that's how I eventually uh, wound up on Ida Lewis. But Ida Lewis was not actually my first choice. She was not the first person that occurred to me. Um, The first person that I actually thought about doing was Emily Dickinson, who was not as solitary as a lot of people think of her. Yeah. Um, And that was one of the things that I was, I I got very excited about this idea of doing an episode about Emily Dickinson and talking about that that aspect of her. But then I was like, Amherst is just down the street. Not literally. It's, but you know, we could get in the car and go there. We can't right now though. Can I go to Amherst? Uh, and I was like, you know, I would kind of rather do this episode at a time when I can go, um, and visit where she lived. Cause that, you know, when I have the opportunity to do that, I really enjoy doing that. Um, so I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll I'll put, uh, Emily Dickinson back on the list of things to, to talk about later. Um, but then when I got into the Ida Lewis episode, I kept running into situations where I was like, oh, It really felt like um, because I do so much work at home, because I do so much work that's related to sources that are online, I was not expecting a big disruption uh, in my work. However, uh, Ida Lewis's personnel record is something that's open to the public. It cannot be requested right now because the library is closed. The biography that was written of her in the 19th century that we referenced in the episode uh, is a, a lot of stuff of that age has been digitized, and you can get to it at places like the at Project Gutenberg or archive.org or something similar. That particular work does exist on microfiche and as a physical copy in two different libraries that I can access. The library is closed, though. So I was just like, this is a case where I would have had some physical sources I might have gone to consult, but I sure cannot do that because the library is closed. I do feel like that's the correct decision for the library to be closed, but it uh, it kind of tickled me a little bit that uh, it turned out that that was the case with this particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like that... Um...
0: Again, not to make light of any of it, but we have been very frank that we're very fortunate because we can keep doing our jobs uh-huh. from home relatively uninterrupted. But that somehow it managed to be interrupted just the same. Yep. Um, it's interesting. I I have a question for you. Which, um, let me just ask a question. Are you an Emily Dickinson person?
1: Uh, I own a copy of her entire... I have a complicated relationship with Emily Dickinson. Okay, me too. Um, (laughs) I was trying to figure out... So, Emily Dickinson is so... Tends to be such a huge, huge part of American literature classes. She gets kind of shoved on people in high school. And, uh, and then also when you notice patterns in the rhythm of her writing. You can't unnotice them. What
0: song is it for you? Um... Because I've discovered over the years, I mean, it's a simple pattern. And so everybody has, like, that thing where they're like, and then it becomes obvious that you can sing every one of her poems to this song. But I've discovered that different people have different songs.
1: Yeah, if you don't want to know the song, if you don't want to never be able to unhear it, just like, I don't know, skip ahead by 30 seconds, the theme from Gilligan's Island. Oh, mine is Yellow Rose of Texas. That also works. I've heard both of them. (laughs) But then the thing is, her life has been so mischaracterized. Yes, um, and there are so many just wonderful biographies of her that have come out more recently that have given us a more honest look um, at what her life was like and what uh, what happened to her literary legacy after she died. Like I found all I found all that really fascinating. I, in a lot of ways, feel like she is a kindred spirit even though I can't stop myself from singing songs while I'm reading her poetry.
0: (laughs) I, I will say I'm not the hugest fan of her poetry because that sort of makes it feel a little simplistic to me in a way that I don't connect to. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I think it's one of those things where she has been so romanticized and we talked about this phenomenon on the show before she and her biography and her life story has been so romanticized that it does the great disservice of completely occluding the person that she actually was. So I'm glad that you're planning an episode because yeah. it will be our Emily yeah. Dickinson Mythbuster.
1: Uh we will keep our fingers crossed um that at some point the pandemic has ended. <laughs> uh at, and, you know, the the places in Amherst, Massachusetts that are related to her life will be open for visitors again, and I will uh, uh, coerce my husband into going on a road trip with me, which is—actually, um, that, that might—I don't know. I don't know what his—I have not asked him about this, this at all. Uh, he has been just uh, very accommodating and on board various times that I have suggested some random road trip to go to, usually somewhere in Massachusetts or an adjacent uh, state— to do some kind of podcast research um he has he's been on board he's been game for all of that um possibly because of the like the the ubiquity and weird representation of emily dickinson in most people's high school lives um i don't know if he would be on board for that one i could just go by myself it would be fine that's true uh yeah
0: I'm trying to think of any that I don't think I have any in the hopper right now that I'm like, I would like to travel to go check this out.
1: Well, another place that is not quite as close to here, but is doable and is somebody that everybody, has, not every, a lot a lot of people, We've gotten a lot of requests to talk about Lucy Maud Montgomery. I mm-hmm. know. I know. Prince Edward Island, though. It's just right over there. <laughs> we can all travel <laughs> again. I would like yeah. to go to there. Yeah, that's less of a like a day trip and more of a weekend trip, though. Right.
0: I keep thinking about where I would want to travel first when all of this blows over. Presuming we make it through and all of the places I might want to travel are once again open and available. I mean, I don't know who I'm kidding. I'm going I'm getting in the car and going to Disney World. I don't. The minute minute you have a
1: chance. I I also want to make it clear. uh, Just in case anybody is feeling frustrated. (laughs) Uh, We understand absolutely that this is not something that is literally going to just go away without human beings taking concrete steps to stop it. So when we say blow over, we don't mean like a magical fairy is going to make it stop being a pandemic.
0: No, I mean when we are on the other side of this. Right. However long it takes to get on the other side of this. With we hope as...
1: As little minimal, as yes, possible. as
0: min- minimal loss as possible. We hope. Um, yeah, I mean, I think about. I think we're all thinking about what it's going to be like to resume normal life. Mm-hmm. And part of that for me is because I have been traveling so much. Part of it is, um, like, how, where would I travel to just for fun? Yeah. Initially, that's one of the things that we think about. But yes, I'm. I'm sure there will be somewhere historically relevant that I will go. (laughs) I don't know where yet, though. I will want to probably go everywhere after not not being anywhere for a while. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Oh, and just in case people are curious, uh, we were planning to go to Italy in May. May. That is postponed. That is postponed. Yeah. To October. Just in case people were like, whatever happened to the Italy trip? That's what happened. The folks that have booked on it are all aware. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Michael, who handles all of all of those travels and who managed our, our trip to Paris last year, has been really great about making sure that everybody's bookings can transfer over to later in the year and getting that all ironed out and squared away. Um, so, uh, universe willing, we will be in Italy in October.
1: Hope. Fully. Um, You have questions about the cruise to Alaska that we have advertised on the show as well. That is not something that Holly and I are personally involved with planning. So you would need to contact, like, if you're booked on that, you would need to contact uh, whatever information you got when you booked that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... um we, have no, we, we are still tr- trying to figure out what is going on with that as well. So we don't have any updates there. Right. Um, but in the meantime, everybody continue to take care of yourselves and stay safe.
1: Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.